0: When we have a particular goal in mind, then it's very easy to start a fight with uh, things that get in the way, uh, obstructing us reaching that goal. This is very natural, very ordinary for us as, as human beings. We're traveling down the road, we get annoyed with all the traffic that's <coughs> in the M- on the M25 getting in our way while we're trying to get to the airport. Standing in the queue, the <coughs> all those people on the weekend having to wait because of them. These are natural, instinctual feelings. And they translate into the world of, of meditation, spiritual development as well. If we have the goal in mind of a clear mind, focused attention, freedom from distracted, distracting thoughts, Then the pains in the body, noises in the room, random thoughts and feelings, memories that arise can all be treated with the same kind of annoyance, same kind of negativity as that traffic, those people, this mind, this body. But as I like to point out, we very rarely think of ourselves being traffic. We don't think, oh, how unfortunate, I'm clogging up the road for all these good people who need to get to Heathrow. They are traffic, I am going somewhere. Those people in my way, those people crowding in front of me, those thoughts crowding in on my mind, my meditation, that noise interrupting my practice, this sore knee ruining my concentration. It's important to see these attitudes because if we don't then the mind becomes dominated by them and. Our meditation becomes a a battleground, fighting against the body, fighting against our thoughts, fighting against the environment that we live in, the weather, feelings of discomfort, the health of the body, the digestive system, energy system. so easily it just becomes all that stuff that's in my way that's intruding interrupting getting in the way of my practice therefore it's important essential to clarify the attitude and to build a foundation instead of a radical acceptance And loving kindness that is all encompassing. So, just like we are also traffic, we are those people. I am those people. We can relate to our thoughts, our feelings, our bodies, the environment of the monastery, that same kind of. Inclusivity, it belongs. As pointed out, his famous example, it's not the sound annoying you, it's you annoying the sound. The thoughts aren't arising to interrupt your meditation, they're just thoughts arising. The ache in your knee is not there just to cause you problems. It's because there's a body. That's all. Bodies generate feelings. The world creates sounds. The mind creates thoughts. That's what they do. Therefore, it's essential to get a feeling for what is a true loving-kindness, a true acceptance, that everything belongs. The pain in our knee, the chattering thoughts, the noises in the room, the runny nose, they all belong. Again, as Lumpur Chow famously put it, if it shouldn't be this way, it wouldn't be this way. So the mind that's complaining and grumbling, say, oh, if only it wasn't this way, I could practice. I could meditate, I could concentrate. If only I didn't have this, this cold. If only I didn't have this bad knee. If only we, we didn't have group practice, <laughs> then I could practice. Therefore, it's important to get a sense, what is radical acceptance? What is that heart of loving-kindness that recognizes it all belongs? Thoughts are part of nature, feelings of the body are part of nature. The sounds in the room, activities around the monastery, they're all part of of the natural order. They all belong at the most basic level. Even our thoughts which are violent or selfish, ugly, greedy, profane, they all belong. We have a mind, we have a body, the conditioning of the senses, Thoughts arise, emotions arise, feelings arise. So, to establish this attitude of loving kindness, radical acceptance, is to establish that attitude of yes, this belongs. This runny nose, this aching knee, these crazy thoughts, they belong but just because they're part of nature because they they're part of the way things are doesn't mean they have to be followed pursued just like when we get to a a junction in the road we can go left or we can go right if we want to head in the direction of the the left-hand road doesn't mean the right The right-hand one is evil or bad, it's just that's the direction that we don't wish to go. That's all. We don't have to fear it or hate it, suppress it. We just choose to go in the other direction. So as we work to establish concentration, let the mind settle and focus using the, the uh, practice of mindfulness of breathing, listening to the inner sound, the nada sound, following our footsteps in walking meditation. As we train the mind to, to focus, steadying the attention on the present, Make sure there's this foundation of loving-kindness, a foundation of acceptance. Or when the mind then produces chattering thoughts, memories, plans, judgments, just to know, well, that's not something I'm interested in right now. This is just patterns of thinking. And we let them go. We don't have to fear them or hate them. We don't have to resent them. Suppress them. Just recognize what they are and choose not to go down that road. And cultivating the wholesome. Setting the intention to focus upon the feeling of the feet touching the ground, feeling of the breath entering and leaving, or listening to the inner sound, whatever object we might choose to focus upon during the different periods of meditation. If there is this foundation of acceptance, then when there's something that's unskillful, that's arisen, just leave it aside. When there's something skillful to focus on, centering the attention on the breath, then rather than grasping it and clinging to that, I've got to, I must, I should, instead, Just let the breath fill the attention. just like choosing to to drive down that particular road. That's the pathway that we're going down. It's a simple choice that's being made that we then follow. It's a wholesome intention. It has a skillful aim in, in view. It's a skillful direction. We take that direction and see where it goes. We don't have to grasp it, we don't have to obsess on it, we don't have to create tension, agitation around it. On the basis of that acceptance of all things, the skillful, the unskillful, the neutral, everything belongs. And then on that basis, we then choose the the wholesome everything belongs but this is the direction that will lead to peacefulness this is a direction that will lead to clarity to le- that will lead to integration so in this way there's a <coughs> recognition of the the unskillful Restraining the unskillful from arising, but if it has arisen, then a turning away from it, a letting go of it. There's the arousing, the development of the wholesome, the choosing of the wholesome. If the wholesome has arisen, then we pursue it, we develop it. We carry it on along that path. So the four aspects of right effort are cultivated, but not with fear and hatred of the negative of the negative and grasping and attachment to the positive. The four aspects of right effort, restraining the unwholesome from arising, but if it's arisen, then letting it go, cultivating the wholesome, and then maintaining it in being. These are all then (coughs) developed, they're used, but without a sense of I and me and mine being woven into that. If we approach the efforts to concentrate by fearing and hating our thoughts, distracted thinking, trying to suppress, get rid of our distracted thoughts, making them the enemy, trying to (coughs) get hold of the object of concentration, fixate on it, obsess on it. I've got to get concentrated, I've I've got to get jhana, I, I, I. Effort is being made, energy is being expended, but that energy is just going into bhavatanna, the desire for me to become concentrated, me to get jhāna, me to get insight, the desire to get rid of, getting rid of passions, getting rid of distracted thoughts. Bhavatanna vi just cause more suffering, more discontent, more dis-ease. Or get a feeling for this quality of loving-kindness, a radical acceptance. Being able to fully acknowledge, fully accept the way things are. But to also bear in mind, acceptance doesn't mean approving. So accepting angry and resentful thoughts doesn't mean we buy into them and follow them. It means anger happens. Resentment can arise. That's natural. We accept it, but we don't have to approve it or follow it. Yep, there are roads that lead to the north. If we want to go south, then we go south. Take the road to the south rather than the road to the north. As simple as that. As we begin to get a feeling and true, genuine sense for this quality of acceptance, notice how that sits within the heart. as a spaciousness, a stillness, a brightness that's there even when the object is chaotic, a loud noise, a painful feeling, crazy thoughts, and flush of emotion. If there is that attitude of acceptance, then even though there's a loud noise, there's silence behind it. Even though there's agitation, there's a, a sense of the stillness within which that agitation occurs. A spaciousness, silence, stillness, even in the presence of those coarse objects, because <clears throat> the, at that moment, the wisdom faculty is recognizing these are all dhamma-jati, dhamma, jati, dhamma chāt, they're natural, they're born of the dhamma, aspects of nature, that's all. And in that spaciousness, then the wisdom faculty is able to choose what's the wholesome way forward what will lead to greater peace, greater clarity, greater understanding.